Welcome to the Helping Couples Heal podcast, a place for healing and hope for couples impacted by betrayal resulting from infidelity and or sex addiction. Your hosts are Marnie Breaker and Dwayne Osterland, licensed marriage and family therapists, certified sex addiction therapists, and founders of respective treatment centers in Long Beach, Los Angeles, and San Diego, California. Marnie and Dwayne co-created Helping Couples Heal, a comprehensive program for couples recovering from betrayal trauma, including an in-person two-day workshop, an online aftercare program, and this podcast series is the first component of the program. Thank you for listening. Marnie and Dwayne are committed to helping you recover from the devastating impact of betrayal trauma and are honored to support you wherever you may be in your healing. If you've lost hope, you've come to the right place. Now, take a slow, deep breath, and let's begin with the Helping Couples Heal podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Helping Couples Heal. We are glad to be here, and today we are going to be talking about pornography in the context specifically of betrayal trauma. So what we want you to know before we get started is this is not going to be a moral conversation about pornography. We are not talking about whether or not people should or should not look at pornography. We are talking about pornography in the context of betrayal. So when there has been a secret life around pornography and or compulsive masturbation and how that impacts a partner and therefore the impact on the coupleship. Yeah. And this is a topic that comes up so much in therapy now, especially with the internet and the accessibility of pornography. Pornography is usually a significant part of the betrayal. Yeah. And we, I, I, I keep going back to what we're not going to talk about, but yet we're not going to be talking about pornography, like whether or not somebody in recovery from addiction can ever look at pornography. We're not talking about whether or not masturbation can be healthy. We are talking literally about the impact of looking at pornography on a partner when it has been done in secret and when there's been a discovery of a secret pornography life. And this goes back to the concept, Omar's concept of the sexual secret basement, where there's this secret life. But with that, what I hear a lot is I wasn't really cheating on you. I wasn't really hurting you because it was just pornography. That's all it was. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. But when we look back on that through the lens of betrayal, that becomes a completely different story. Exactly. And I've seen, I've seen addicts go to 12 step rooms and then come back to their partner using what they heard there as a way to minimize their behavior. So they'll go and they'll hear about people acting out outside of the marriage with other people, prostitutes, strip clubs, you know, affairs. And then they'll say, what I did was not so bad. It was just pornography. So this idea, like Dwayne just said, of it's just pornography is not acceptable in the context of betrayal. Right. And this goes back to that compartmentalized sexual life. Life that a lot of people have when they're struggling with sex addiction or porn addiction. It's this idea that there's this big part of you, especially a sexual part, that I had no idea existed in you. And you've been acting that out in, in porn without me. So there's a side of you I don't know. I don't know about. And I thought it was completely different. I thought our sex life was different. I thought we were together in sexuality. And here you have this, once again, the secret sexual basement. 
Right. And it could be really as shocking to somebody as any other form of acting out can be in the discovery process. We also see often somebody who is looking at pornography compulsively that's also accompanied by compulsive masturbation. And often those people are therefore not having sex with their own partner, pulling away, not being intimate, not being physically connected, which causes a great deal of pain often for the partner. And that that time is usually filled with lots of gaslighting and excuses and lies, just like really just a real deceptive life. And then when the partner finds out after the discovery what's been going on, the reality of all of the loss that they experienced while their their partner was acting out with pornography, that's a huge, huge shock and source of pain. And it really, it really does completely rupture their own reality. Right. It, it comes back to that betrayal trauma. What I thought was real in our relationship is not what I thought it was. It is the piece of information that changes everything. And even if it isn't with somebody else, um, it isn't live, whatever that means now in the world of the internet, mm-hmm. it's still a betrayal. And that can be shocking to a partner. And when it excludes the partner, like as we're talking about, when it's done in secrecy, yeah. The partner later then feels like you completely left me out. I wasn't, I wasn't, it's not even like you were just, watch, you know, quote unquote, just watching pornography. And I was aware of it. You excluded me from the whole experience. So you did this in isolation without me. There's nothing relational here. It was deceptive and it can very much damage a relationship. And I also want to say another area where another population where we see this as a big, big problem is within the faith community, because oftentimes partners will say, my husband said when we met that he didn't believe in pornography, right? Or had all these beliefs around it. And this was my, you know, their value. They agreed on this value. Like, no, we don't, we don't watch pornography and we don't look at that. This is what, you know, these are the values we share in our family. And so when there's the discovery of pornography and the secret pornography, life for a partner again it's like wait a second who are you right I thought we shared right. these values we built a life upon these values I don't know who you are and I don't know what else you're lying about right and so that whole sense of safety in the relationship in that moment is destroyed if I don't know what relationship I'm in I can't trust this relationship to be safe I don't know what's going on how do I predict the future and in some ways I don't know who you are I didn't know this was a part of you. Yeah, it can be devastating to both members of the coupleship. And, you know, I want to point out how another dynamic that is so common in our culture can make this whole thing a lot worse uh, for couples when, when the discovery of pornography happens or compulsive pornography or deceptive pornography, which is that in our society, the reality is the porn industry is huge. I mean, absolutely huge. And for a lot of people, there's this idea of everyone looks at it. Everyone does it. There's right. There's a normalizing of pornography in our culture. And there is a real sexualization in our culture. Like we, we're in a very highly, in, in many ways, we're really like this culture that, you know, don't talk about sex and can be very sort of repressed around sex. But then there's this a lot of sexualization in our culture, and it can be confusing. But there is this normalization of porn. So for men who are watching a lot of porn and keeping it a secret and continuing, often they're getting the message in the bigger picture that it's okay. 
And also for the partner after the discovery of a pornography, secret pornography addiction, for them, they could get that same thing from other people. Well, it's just pornography. He didn't cheat on you, right? Everyone does it. It's totally normal. And I think this dovetails into an even bigger part of this, which is how in our society, it has been normalized for men to live a sexually compartmentalized life. In a healthy relationship, there's transparency, mm -hmm. there's openness, and sexuality is discussed and talked about and agreed upon. Exactly. Whatever that looks like for the couple. But everybody is in the know. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows what's going on in the relationship, and there's no surprise. I think what's so hard for a partner is this shock, once again, of, I thought you were this, and now I'm finding out you're that. Right. It's very sad and it perpetuates the concept of sexual entitlement, right? Like sexual entitlement yeah. is something that I do think in large part is birthed out of our culture. You know, yes, some of it can come for sure from trauma, absolutely, and our, our parents and early caretakers and how we've been brought up and all of that. That does play a role and it influences us. However, in large part around sexuality and particularly male sexuality, you're right, Dwayne. There is this, this idea that it's okay. You're allowed to do it. You don't have to tell anybody. That's your right. Don't worry about it. It's not that bad. And I, I want to also say to those who have had or currently listening who have a secret pornography life, your, your justification of it might be, but if I told my partner, I know she wouldn't be okay with it, right? Or if I told her, she'd be mad at me. Or if I told her we're going to get into a big fight. Or if I told her she's going to leave, Right. And so that's the justification. And what I think is really important for you to hear is that it's not your right to make that decision for her. If that is indeed the outcome of you being honest, then that's the outcome of you being honest. But both people are entitled to have the truth. Just because your partner might not, might not like what you're doing or might even choose to leave you because of what you're doing is their right. But they have the right to know who they are with and they deserve to live in a, you know, to share the same reality with the person that they're in a partnership with. And so I don't think it's ever okay to justify deception by saying, well, I'm really protecting her. You know, she she would be upset. It would be really, really devastating to her or protecting yourself by saying, well, she's going to leave. You know, people have the right to be informed of who they're with. And then for them to know that information and make an informed decision about whether or not they want to be in the relationship. And, you know, and for the person who's hiding the secret and saying, well, if I told her, then she would leave, then the truth is you're not in full, healthy, connected, vulnerable, authentic relationship because you're hiding a part of yourself. And therefore, you're not, you're not experiencing your partner as you would if you were fully authentic. You don't know how she really feels about you because you're, you're hiding parts of yourself. Right. I think this goes back to some of our core assumptions about what a healthy relationship is. It's transparency, it's honesty, it's integrity. And those doing those are, are risky in a way because maybe the person we're with won't like that part of us and won't want to be with us. But if they are there with you, then you know you have something extremely special and extremely meaningful. You're absolutely right, Dwayne. And, you know, the reality is if that you if you decide to disclose to your partner 
assuming you're, you're you're listening to this and you do have this you know secret basement that involves pornography, it doesn't mean that you're going to win in the end. Like, well, I'm just going to keep doing it. Or it doesn't mean your partner's going to win if they don't like it, which is you can't do it. What it means is that like Dwayne was just talking about how you're in relationship, that means you, you now have an issue that you have to work through together, right? It's not black or white. I, we can't tell you how it's going to end up. And we certainly can't tell you who, who, who should quote unquote win or who's right, who's wrong. It's not about that. It's that every relationship's different and you owe it to yourselves and you owe it to your partner to have really authentic, honest, transparent conversations and then to come to agreements. And it doesn't mean you're always going to necessarily agree with each other. Maybe there's going to be compromise. Maybe one person will say, this is a non-negotiable for me. And then the other person has to decide, okay, is it a non-negotiable for me too? Or actually, can I live with this? Right? Am I willing to live with this? That's what being in relationship is. And so I think our biggest takeaway for today is that there's no, there's no real cookie cutter answer for this. It's, it's really just about being completely transparent and understanding that under no circumstances is it okay to have a secret sexual basement. So when we really look at it, we can see it from this broader perspective. This is about betrayal, dishonesty, and the consequences that come from that. Yeah. And I, I really hope that people that were listening today were able to conceptualize the idea of pornography really in context of betrayal and recognize that this this podcast episode is not about pornography. It's about deceptive behavior right? And, and we're talking specifically today about this one behavior, but really recognizing what betrayal is and how it can impact a partner. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're appreciative as always that you have listened to the episode. Please tune in again soon as we will be back with more. And as always, feel free to reach out to us um, on our website at helpingcouplesheal.com if you have podcast suggestions or um, anything that you really want to hear us talk about. And if you are getting a lot out of Helping Couples Heal, it would be great if you left a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. It really does help the podcast get found. And also don't forget, you can join our Facebook group just go to Facebook and type in Helping Couples Heal, click join, and you can get more support there as well. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. We'll see you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Helping Couples Heal podcast, where your healing is the number one priority. If you'd like additional resources about betrayal trauma or to learn more about the workshop, please visit helpingcouplesheal.com. If you're finding the podcast helpful, please support Dwayne and Marnie in continuing to reach others impacted by betrayal trauma. If you are finding the podcast helpful, please support Marnie and Dwayne in continuing to reach others impacted by betrayal trauma by leaving a review on iTunes and sharing this podcast with someone you care about. Once again, thank you for listening. We're grateful for your trust and look forward to continuing to support you on your journey of healing.